Welcome to The Power of Stories, a podcast by women, about women, and for women. Their voices and their stories. I am Sharon Catherine D'Agostino, a passionate advocate for the empowerment of women and girls everywhere and the founder of SayItForward.org. Today we are recording the 16th episode of the Power of Stories podcast, and I am very excited to be talking with Yodit, not as co-host for this episode, but stepping into the role as guest. Yodit Kifle-Smith was born in Ethiopia and now lives in California. She is a daughter, a sister, and a wife. Yodi's faith in God is an integral part of her life and inspires and guides how she lives. She is involved in a variety of endeavors that enable her to express her many unique talents, gifts, and interests. I am very grateful to Yodit for her friendship and for all of the time that she commits to SayItForward.org and, of course, to co-hosting the Power of Stories podcast. Yodit, welcome! <laughs> Sharon, thank you. This is actually, a, this is a treat to be on this side, <laughs> being uh, able to have this conversation with you. So I'm excited. Well, I'm excited too. And, and I'm excited for our listeners because they hear you ask questions, but I know they must be curious about you. And um, I have come to know and respect a lot about you and your story. So Let's start with the fact that you were born in Ethiopia and then you left your home country to move to a new home country. Yeah, I came to America with my mom um, at the age of five. And I have my dad and my brothers who actually ended up coming a year later. I think I knew perhaps it was for better opportunities. So I am 33 now. I've had to really learn my immigration story, if you will. As an immigrant, you know, especially as a child, you do end up growing a little faster quickly because you realize as you're learning the language, your parents, whoever, or comes with you, they may not learn the language as quickly as you have, right? And so you end up being the one who's helping them understand some of the the mail that comes in. Or, you know, if you go to the doctor, you're the one that's trying to help them understand what the doctor just said. So I feel like it's certainly been a journey of understanding and learning what it really means to be an immigrant in this country and what it means to also find solidarity with other people who have the same experiences and, and share those stories and recognize, yeah, your childhood was different. Like when I came, I did not learn, I did not know the language, um, but I can't tell you the journey of learning the language. I just know that one day I didn't know how to speak English. And, and the next day I was speaking English. And I know it sounds crazy, but I don't remember learning the language. Um, but I do remember certain memories of recognizing that I come from a different culture. Um, I remember, I guess it was elementary school, or kindergarten, age of five, when the bus was coming to pick me up. Um, and my mom would have what we call this is gabi is kind of this like throw that you would wear. Like um, a, you're gesturing. So is that a shawl? A shawl. Um, but it's, it's a different. Um, it's very unique. And I remember being embarrassed and actually my mom, you know, wanted to walk me to the bus and I was like, no, I, I can do it myself. It's okay. You know, because I was embarrassed. And so there were moments where I felt embarrassed by my culture 
Um, and those were my younger years, but now I've come and grown into just being proud um, of my experiences, being proud of coming to another country where you've had to learn so much and you've had to learn to adjust. Um, and in that there's many other things that I've learned too, but so, yeah, it's, I will say that it's just been a journey in and of itself of learning what it means to be an immigrant in this country. And it's, it's shaped a lot of who I am and how I see the world. Many of us have had the experience of not feeling like we belong somewhere or feeling different from others. I can only imagine that as a five-year-old in a new country, you felt that at an extreme. How do you think that shaped who you are now? I can definitely remember realizing, okay, now I've grown up in this country. You, you would consider me Americanized, right? Like if I was to go back to Ethiopia right now, they'd be like, oh, you're very Americanized, right? And so there, there was certainly a time in my life, and I think I'm slowly coming out of it, but where I felt like I wasn't as Ethiopian enough or I wasn't American enough, you know, so you almost feel like, yeah, like you said, where do I belong? And so that has shaped the way that I even see myself because I've, I've never felt like, I guess, fully comfortable with where I was, you know, um, typically I'd be the only Ethiopian in my friend group, like, especially in my adult years. Um, and so there were, the way that I view things was very different, right? Cause it was kind of a more global perspective than just like American, because I understood the experiences of another country or another culture. And so I guess I've always felt like in the middle, like it, it almost feels lonely in a sense. Um, but then when you recognize that you're not the only one with those experiences, so you almost, again, find solidarity in your loneliness or in your limbo state. But it's also been an opportunity for me to realize I can be both. I am Ethiopian. That is the country where God allowed me to be from. And I've accepted that. And I recognize too that there's opportunity for me to learn about more of that, right? Because I, I think there was a point where I just really didn't care because I was here. Why, why care? And then when you recognize all these things that are happening and then you can't really engage in conversation because you don't know what's happening, you recognize, man, I've, I've been so out of touch uh, with the, the plight of my country just because I'm here. And so that's kind of drawn me to care more and understand more. And then I recognize too that I... I'm in America, you know, I'm, and I can be proud of that as well. Right. And I can bring my knowledge and my point of view to the people that I come in contact with and be very proud of that as well. So I feel like I'm in a place where I feel like I may not belong in any two camps, but being where I am is where I belong, if that makes sense. <laughs> You and I have had many conversations at different times about the importance of women finding their voice. Mm. How did you find your voice? It really first came from other people reminding me that you have a voice. And then for me, it was the internal work of, of saying, use it, use it, use it. And when I've used it, I've recognized then the impact that it's had. So it's in the same way that when I didn't use it, I realized how much of an impact it had on me, how much it weighed on me. When I did use it, I, I recognized how much empowered I felt. And so, yeah. Do you know 
when in your life you came to understand the importance of stories in, in your own life or in your family's life? I recognized that there were parts of my story that I didn't share with people. And over time, I've had to understand, you know, why? Like, why, why don't you share that part of your story? What are you embarrassed about? What are you afraid when you share it? Do you think you're going to be perceived a certain way? And so in like recognizing that, I mean, I, I clearly remember having these conversations with myself when I recognized, man, there's a whole other part of my life that most people don't know in the sense of, you know, where I grew up. I went to a certain school, like a boarding school, and but it was a different kind of boarding school. And so I would, I would not share. I because I was afraid of being perceived a certain way. I was afraid of my story just being lumped into a certain kind of story. And so I recognized that when I would hardly share that with people, even though it was a very, very important part of my life, a very important part of my story. And so I recognized when I wasn't sharing that. Um, and I was doing a disservice to sharing with others who Yodit is. The theme of accepting who we are is something mm-hmm. that we, you and I, um, read a lot in the stories that are shared on sayitforward.org. Mm-hmm. You said to me once that it had been important for you to accept who God created you to be. Mm-hmm. How do you advise others to accept who they truly are? Mm. That's a hard question, Sharon, because it's taken me some time. Uh, It's still taking me time. Accepting who God created you to be is agreeing with God, right? I mean, and that's, to me, that's the the most, that's the highest being who I can agree with, right? We, we agree with a lot of people and sometimes agreeing with a lot of people doesn't do us any good, but agreeing with God always, always does us good. And that what part is because what you bring and who you are, the, the personality gave you, the quirks that he gave, whatever it may be, those, it may not be for everybody, but there are people like who you can impact by just being who you are. And there are ways in which you say things or present things that are going to really impact a person. Cause our job is not to impact the whole world. Like that's not, we are in our spheres and I've learned that being who I am has given permission to be, for people to be who they are, you know, and to just find that freedom in that. This has been an especially challenging time in this country specifically, as more and more uh, injustices have come to light. How do you cope with that? And how do you use your voice for that? Yeah. I mean, obviously this year, it feels like it was magnified in a way that you just, you can't ignore it. Um, But we know the truth that this has been happening for years and years on end. And in fact, I, I will never forget the the first time I was called the N-word and how much the the, the rage inside of me, right? And so it, it was, and they were words, right? They weren't even real actions happening to me, but they were words that truly, you know, just it enraged me in a way that I realized just how deep it went. Um, and the more that I've learned about injustices, 
you know, I've, I've just come to realize that it's just, you know, this is the, the world that we live in, um, while we strive to be people who love and who are kind, who are compassionate, who, you know, especially with my faith, understanding that everybody is an image bearer. Uh, there is no ranks. We're all equal in the, in the eyes of God. Right. And so for me, that, that has been what has helped me, even when my rage goes crazy, when I see these injustices and people that, that do these injustices. Um, and so for me, faith has really been what has helped me have hope, even in, in times like this, um, where I recognize, honestly, Sharon, I mean, it's not going to end, you know, I, I, and I think that's not to be despondent and say, well, then what's the point of trying? Uh, to me, it's just understanding it won't end, but there's still a hope for me um, that I know there there is differences that I can make. And especially speaking up, to be honest, like, I can't say that I've always spoken up. Sometimes I've let fear really take hold of me. And so, but like I said, I hate how I feel when I don't speak up. Um, and so sometimes having these conversations with people you love who don't understand it completely, that has been that has been the hardest. And sometimes that's the hardest to speak up to versus when you just see it blatantly and you say like, that's wrong, you know, that, you know. So for me, it's really been about speaking up within my own family context with people that I love who just don't get it and who choose not to see it or who choose to believe that it's not as bad as people think it is. And so I'm learning that, but conversations is the only way, you know, we can social media this, until our fingers turn blue and, and express every emotion that we have on social media. But if we're not picking up the phone, if we're not having these face-to-face conversations with our loved ones to help them understand the context of it, because I think sometimes people think less of it because they only see it in this one piece versus no, let's, let's, let's talk about the context. So I'm, I, I'm not there yet, Sharon, I'm still learning. You know, these as we, close this episode, I'm going to ask you the question that you always ask (laughs) at the end. And that is, how can each of us encourage other women and girls to confidently use their voice and claim their power? I would say that really see um, and, and remember what it feels like when you do use your voice and choose whether or not you want to keep living in that beautiful place of that beautiful, the impact that it makes versus this place where it's almost continuing to diminish how you feel, diminish how you see yourself. And so um, just remember that um, your voice is unlike any other, you know, there are things that you will say, um, perhaps things that you say, other people have said it, but they will never say it the way you say it. They will never say it with your voice. And so, yeah. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Yodit, thank you from the bottom of my heart for agreeing to be on the other side of the questions for this episode of the Power of Stories podcast. And I feel certain that our listeners will have begun to see some of the many, many reasons that I love and respect and admire you. Also, there is a third woman whose voice is not heard in the Power of Stories podcast, and that is Lisa DeJavine. Lisa is the editor and co-producer 
of this podcast. And so we thank Lisa and our listeners, Yodit. It has been a joy. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Sharon. This has been a gift for me. So thank you. And to our listeners, we invite you to visit sayitforward.org, a place where you are welcome to share one or more stories about your unique path to empowerment. Or you can read the stories of other women and girls. This is Sharon Catherine D'Agostino. And Yodit Kifle-Smith signing off for now and hoping you'll join us for our next episode of the Power of Stories podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we do hope you'll give us a review and recommend the Power of Stories to a friend. And lastly, we want to remind you of the power of your story.